0: This morning's devotional, bringing us to God's holy word, will be from our brother Chris Hatton of Grace Chapel of Sanford, Florida. And I just asked our brother and he told me he'd been there now about 10 years. So we're thankful for the the faithfulness of all of you brothers uh, sticking it out year after year in pastoral ministry in your various churches. Chris? Morning. Please take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 67. Psalm 67. Very good motivational text for missions. Psalm 67. God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that thy way may be known on the earth, thy salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou wilt judge the peoples with uprightness and guide the nations on the earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Let all the peoples praise thee. The earth has yielded its produce. God, our God, blesses us. God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear him. Pastor Doug Totter, would you ask God to bless the ministry of the word, please? Good and gracious Heavenly Father, we call upon you this morning to bless us as we here worship you, and to hear from you. Word, we pray that you bless that word, bless our brother Chris in grace and help of the Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Father, for your goodness, showing and for all you've done for us. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 The work of gospel ministry can be very difficult, but it's the most rewarding, as well as the most important work in the world. The gospel of Christ, we are told in the scriptures, can make dead bones come to life. It can make those that are born dead in trespasses and sins come alive with the grace of repentance and faith. And the gospel of Christ, the scriptures tell us, give us a joy unspeakable and full of glory. The scriptures tell us that there will be joy in heaven when just one sinner comes to repentance. The scriptures tell us that the gospel work of missions and and local church ministry are actually things that the angels stoop down to look into with excitement and joy. In our text, we have the psalmist writing a song for the choir director to be used by God's people in worship. And this song has as its very purpose the gospel, its mission in all the earth. It is a psalm that looks forward to all that joy found in the salvation of sinners in all the earth. And this joy highlights the grace as well as the glory of God in the salvation of sinners. It is a psalm that has already motivated saints for many years as they would sing and reflect upon these divinely inspired words. And this psalm is a help for you and I so that we would not grow weary in well-doing. And it is meant to provoke us to the love and good works of evangelism, as well as missions. And if you're taking notes, uh, there's eight motivations for missions found in our text that I'd like to bring out. The first is found in verse one, it's the grace of God. And the Bible teaches us that God is rich in grace, And that God is able to make all of his grace abound to us in the work of missions. And it was the grace of God that a covenant of redemption was at first made between father and son to secure the salvation of his people. It was all of grace that Christ chose to lower himself and come to our world in the likeness and fashion of a man with a distinct purpose to save his people from their sins. To each one of us has been given a measure of the gifts of grace. Each one has been given a level of unction for the work of the ministry, missions. It is the grace of God that saves, but it's also the grace of God that equips us saints for the work of the ministry. In other words, we need grace to fulfill our calling. Without grace, we can do nothing. We're not able to be faithful to our calling as witnesses without grace. The psalmist says in verse 1, God be gracious to us as he opens up this whole excitement and joy and difficulties in the work of missions. We need grace to run the race, and we need grace to fulfill our calling and finish our course well. We need the grace of wisdom. We need the grace of encouragement. We need the grace of perseverance as we seek to always abound in this work of the Lord. And this is exactly why when you and I are weak and even discouraged, we can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me by grace. The Apostle Paul had many thorns in his flesh as he gave himself wholeheartedly to this work of missions. And he prayed several times that God would take it away. And yet God's response was, my grace is sufficient for thee. As you give yourself to the work of missions with all your thorns in the flesh, all the things that ache and disturb your soul, God's grace is sufficient. And that's what we see in our text. God be gracious to us, contrary to the false logic Of some Christian theologians, the grace of God is meant to motivate us towards evangelism and missions, rather than producing any kind of hyper-fatalism that may deter believers from sharing about Christ. God be gracious to us, and it's all about God's grace encouraging us, motivating us for missions. The second one found in verse 1 as well is the people of God. We have the grace of God, then we have the people of God, as the word us in verse 1 is used three times, not me, us. And then in verse 6, God is said to be our God. In other words, you and I are not alone in our labors. We're on a great team cloud of fellow witnesses. And we tend to forget that we've been joined to many other parts of the body of Christ one faith, one baptism, and one church family with many members, particularly to aid and assist and encourage and provoke one another to this loving good works of evangelism and missions. In other words, God has divinely connected every believer to the universal Catholic Church, and it is our responsibility to maintain that ecclesiastical connectivity. It is the mind of Christ that churches ought to fellowship, to cooperate, to receive help and encouragement from one another in the area of missions. One of the marks of the new birth is a love for the brethren. And this love, that we're a part of this team, this family of God, should motivate us to help and support our brothers that have been called to preach the gospel and plant churches in all the world. And this love of the brethren should motivate us to support missions by praying daily that God would be gracious to us as the psalmist is displaying here, as you and I network together in labor for gospel ministry. Supplications and prayers should be made for all the saints, but especially for those who are worthy of double honor, as they labor to do this work of an evangelist. The laborers are indeed few, but knowing that God is very gracious, we should be motivated to pray that God would raise up more and more and send forth more and more members of the church, us. God be gracious to us, the church, brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world, that there would be more laborers is encouraging. You don't want to work alone, do you? A strand of many cords is not easily broken. And blessed be the ties that bind our hearts together as we labor together to make Christ known in Christian love. The third motivation found in our text is the sovereignty of God. The latter part of verse 1 emphasizes the omnipotent sovereignty of God as the primary cause of success in the Great Commission. It is the grace of God that blesses the church as God causes his face to shine upon the church so that she is equipped and enabled to be successful in carrying the gospel to all the world. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has caused us to be born again. And he also causes us to be effective in the area of missions. God is pleased to own and bless the labors of his bride. It is God that causes hearts to be open to the gospel. It is the fruits of the Spirit that causes us to have peace and joy, which is our strength. God is the primary cause of the church-building ministry as he strengthens his people for missions. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God is the cause of every good and perfect thing as his providential decrees work all things together for the good of his people in their task of missions. The fourth motivation is found in verse 2. And that should be the need for the gospel to be made known. The prayer for God to be gracious and bless his people is set in verse 2 to have a specific purpose. That thy way may be known on the earth and thy salvation among all nations. We know that man has invented many false ways to get to heaven, but God has revealed his way to be exclusive, the only way, and neither is there salvation in any other. God is absolutely sovereign, and it is the church's responsibility to make Christ known in all the world. God bless us. Make your face shine upon us that thy way, that thy salvation would be known in all the earth. There's a need there. All the blessings that God gives to his people have a mission in mind because there is still darkness on the face of this earth. And thus there will always be a dark void in the hearts of those who are lost. There are souls in danger that need to be warned to flee the wrath which is sure to come. There are souls in despair as they are said to be without God, without hope, and in this dark world. Faith comes by hearing. And how can they hear unless God sends his church to make Christ known among all the nations and all the earth? The world is filled with sin. And the scriptures tell us that revival starts within. If God's people will humble themselves and pray and seek God's face, then God will heal the land. Then his name will be known upon the earth. The fifth motivation is found in our text in verse four. And verse 4 looks forward to the work of the gospel as it is made known on the earth. And it reveals the hope of joy found in the gospel. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. You see, the gospel allows sinners saved by grace to rejoice always. And when Christ is known you and I can count it all joy even though we go through various trials. When Christ is known in all the earth, those who know him can say, each day is a day that the Lord has made and I will choose to rejoice and be glad in it. The gospel gives that inward joy, which is unspeakable. The salvation of sinners should give us this great joy as we work together in missions. And when that which is lost is found, there should be a great rejoicing in our hearts, just like the angels, rejoicing. We are told to look for lost coins and leave the and 99 to rescue the lost sheep, and this joy of finding lost souls should motivate us in our rescue efforts. The sixth motivation found in our text is the glory of God. Verse 5 is actually a repeat of verse 3. As the mission work of the church lets all the peoples praise thee. People giving glory to Christ. Christ owns the work of missions and he blesses the work of missions. And Christ is therefore worthy of all the glory found in missions. It is God the Spirit that convicts the world of sin. It is the Spirit's work to illuminate minds and hearts to the truth, the saving truth of the gospel. It is God that grants that repentance that leads to life. Faith is said to be a gift of God. His salvation is not obtained by the will of man, but by the will of God. And we should agree with John Piper when he says missions exist because worship doesn't. Christ is highly exalted on the earth when his person and his work are made known through the church's missionary endeavors. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Remember one pastor once said, whatever you get people with is what you'll keep them with. Get them with Christ and you'll keep them with Christ. There are no borders for the nation of the church And all the people groups will praise the Lord Jesus Christ as his gospel is made known in all the earth. The seventh motivation found in our text is in verse 7 that all may fear the Lord. I would say that the biggest problem in all the earth today is that there is very little fear for the Lord. And the Bible rightly tells us that the fear of the Lord is just the beginning of wisdom. It is a fearful thing to be in the hands of an angry God. And God even chastens his children when they disobey him. I wonder what Jonah would say of how he felt when he refused to give himself to evangelism and missions to Nineveh. We would do well to ask Ananias and Sapphira, perhaps, if it was worth holding back support for the mission of the church. We are exhorted to fear the Lord and keep his teachings because a healthy fear leads to a turning away from sin. And the spread of the gospel is really what changes the lives of people. Regeneration brings a transformation of conversion. The fear of the Lord is what will change minds in this world about abortion. It's the fear of the Lord that will change minds about the LBGT agenda. It's a fear for the Lord that will make much better fathers and mothers. It's the fear of the Lord that will result in a pursuit of holiness without which no man will see the Lord. The world will be a much better place Not by politics and nuclear bombs. But when the fear of God is spread by the work of the church making Christ known. The last motivation in our text is found in verse 6. It's because the harvest is white. In verse 6 we have the psalmist looking forward to the blessings of God upon the missionary endeavors of the church. God has plowed the earth. And commanded the church to care for his field. We are his servants. We plant seeds of the gospel. We sow seeds. We water souls with the word. And God gives the increase. We toil and work and labor in the field in the world, knowing that our labor is not in vain. We preach and teach salvation by grace through faith knowing that God's word will never return void. Christ will build his church. The earth will yield its produce. Seeds will sprout up. What was planted will become evidenced. God has made the field white unto harvest and uses his church to plant, pick, and gather what he increases. You see, the guaranteed success of our mission is found in promise. We work in evangelism and missions because God will be sure to give the increase. God will bless the preaching of his word. God will bless our gospel labors so that they are not in vain. The church militant will be sure to be one day the church triumphant. The earth will yield the produce. The earth one day will give up all of her dead, and we shall see a great army of believers. Right now we walk by faith, but one day it will be sight. As we labor in evangelism and missions, we say by faith the earth has yielded its produce. Let's go pick. (laughs) Let's celebrate. Let's have a feast souls will be saved and baptized and added to the church that should motivate us for missions